you have a good weekend? I had a great weekend. Do anything fun? Uh, Mother's Day, of course. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I had an opportunity to go to Barbets with my mother and Aww. looked at all the flowers. And nice. It was really nice. And then we planted a hibiscus. Oh, yeah. Thing. Tree. Hibiscus. Bush, yeah. Oh, whatever yeah. Whatever it was. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty. Yeah, because Mother's Day is the time to plant. Yes. I grabbed some flowers for my mom as well oh, and uh, nice. ones that we need to plant at some point. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that's how awesome. About, how about you? What did you do? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> I, I had a, a pretty busy weekend. I, I'll backtrack just a little okay. bit. Uh, Run for the Buds was great. Downtown okay. St. Joe. Very nice. Uh, rainy, but then, it you know, it's it always happens when you do a race where the weather will be bad, and then right when it starts, that's when it starts to clear up. Yes. At least that's what you hope. It's and the that's excitement what they, and the ac- anticipation for the race that just clears the weather. Yeah, exactly. We had, <laughs> uh, and the, uh, you know, high five to the uh, St. Joe Police and Berrien County Police for blocking off the roads and doing all that. But it seemed like it took a little longer with certain things. <laughs> I think they blocked off the roads, but some people were still in there, so oh, they were driving around. Late sleepers, yeah. So we were able to get all set up, got the race going, done tear down got back to the to where we needed to go so and the pictures of the the parade were fantastic oh yeah yeah ryan younger got out there with his camera and a bunch of them are posted at wsjm.com that uh overcast is i've always it heard from photographers that's right. it's that's always a good time to take a photo it evens out the light in the in the bright colors just really pop yeah so you can see that online. Absolutely. Uh, Mother's Day was fun. I uh, went to church with my mom. I nice. uh, got to hang out with her. And then I said, all right, let's go to lunch. Oh. So we uh, we go to lunch. Um, as we're walking to, to lunch, we notice uh, in one of the little doorways of one of the stores, there was a little kitten. Oh. This tiny baby kitten in Just there. Just hanging out. Just hanging out. And okay. I was thinking, hmm, this <laughs> This kitten's got to be scared. There's no big cat around. I don't know where this kitten came from. And I said, well, let's see what's going on when we talk to the people at the restaurant when we're in there and uh, see if they know anything about it. We uh, sat down for lunch, finished, and I said, if that cat's still out there, I got to figure this out. I got to, I got to, I can't just leave this cat out in the cold. You have to rescue the cat. Uh, The cat needs you. So as soon as I got outside, of course, the kitten's still in the exact same spot. So I, I went inside, <clears throat> got a box from the uh, the folks at the restaurant, uh, and was able to coax the cat into the box and then wrap it up. I actually had a button-up shirt on, took my shirt off, Aww. wrapped this kitten up. Are you, are you, so you bare-chested now? No, not oh, bare-chested. Okay, okay. Luckily, I did have a shirt underneath. <laughs> okay. Um, so I was able to improvise, had that shirt, uh, wrapped this kitten up, and uh, got a hold of my friends at Paws of Hope. Uh-huh. And said, hey, I got this kitten. I don't know what to do with it. I'm not a cat person, but I just didn't want to see this kitten, Uh you know, be out in the cold. And who knows what happens. You have a heart of gold. Uh, I try. I mean, I just didn't want to see this kitten, you know, get, you know, ran over or whatever. So, so yeah. So you got the cat. It's wrapped up in a shirt. Wrapped up in a shirt. You've called somebody. I called somebody and then I went back to my mom's house because we rode together and... She got me some milk for the kitten. Uh-huh. Let's see if the kitten maybe will drink some milk. We tried a little bit of that. But I uh, I set the kitten down, wrapped up in the shirt, in the box, went to my mom's house. It went into my mom's house for two seconds, came yeah. back. The cat has gotten out of its shirt, <laughs> out of my shirt, and it's scared still. Uh-huh. So it climbed 
into my car. Okay. Like it, it jumped over, was right out there on the floorboards, and then just kind of made its way behind my <laughs> dash. And I thought, okay, maybe it climbed it, into the glove box or it's something. Up in your dash? Like up in there. Oh, no. And this is a baby kitten. This is oh. like like 12 ounce can size <laughs> kitten. And so all of a sudden, I'm thinking, uh, this cat's stuck in my dash. Oh. I don't. I don't have the proper tools to take apart my entire dash. The I don't know wrench. where to find it. Yeah. Um, so luckily, <laughs> usually when a, when something like that happens, you can try to coax it down or just let it relax, and then it'll eventually try to come out. <laughs> I'm in the car. I'm in the parking lot in my mom's driveway, trying to figure out what to do. And she's like, just drive down the road. Maybe it'll be fine and it'll just, it'll make its way out and it'll relax and it'll come out. I get driving down the road and this cat's just meowing. And I was like, I got to figure this out. Can you turn the music up louder so you can't <laughs> hear the cat? <laughs> well, I thought even like maybe if I turn the the blower on of the, oh, of no. the air conditioning and the heat, that'll just like blow it out of there. <laughs> that still didn't work. Um, so I ended up. Pulling off to the side of the road, grabbing yeah. a flashlight, seeing where I could find this kitten, saw some fur, decided to reach all the way up inside underneath my dash okay. and grab the kitten by the tail and its back legs oh, and no. pull it through. Oh, is it making noise? No, okay. a little bit. But, like, you know, I figured if my if if the path of my giant fat <laughs> sausage fingers can make its way up through there, I can pull this tiny kitten out. Oh, my gosh. I got it what out. Decided to wrap it even tighter into my shirt <laughs> so that it doesn't get out. <laughs> then my friends at Pause of Hope were able to... Uh, Find a home for it, uh, at least rescue it. Is but this, was this your way of getting your mom to pay for lunch? <laughs> no, because I paid for lunch. You, okay, no, I paid for lunch. Um, but yeah, even my mom was like, "What are you going to do with this thing? You're not a cat person." I was like, "Well, I got friends that uh, that can handle this stuff, so maybe they can do it." But it it, it was uh, it was enough time for me to have to go home. The cat met Plinko. They did not get along. Oh. Um, so I knew that that having him for the, having this kitten for the whole night was not going to work out, but um, it was a cute kitten. Well, I gotta it, tell you, you named it. You named we, I, we. Yeah, at first I named it Glove Box. <laughs> I love that name. I love the name Glove Box, yeah. but I think uh, maybe a better name would be Dash. Oh yeah, that's a great so, name. Yeah. yeah, good name. It's a really good um, name. So baby kitten was able to uh, drink some milk, and then uh, when the folks at Paws of Hope got it, they were able to get it to oh. eat some food, but. That is a yeah, story. That, that is an adventure, yeah, man. That that that's a Mother's Day to remember. I'm just glad it wasn't stuck in my car for a long period of time because I did not want to try and have to rip off my entire dash to to pull oh. this kid. Now I know it was scared, but yikes, man, that thing could climb in there. I think you really just secretly want a cat. No, I I felt like a cat person for about five <laughs> seconds because this cat was looking at me all cute, and oh. I was like. Little dad. Oh man, do I want to keep this kitten? No, I have no idea what to do. So luckily, they were able to to help it out. That's so, nice. That's that very nice. nice. Um, yeah. Some other stories though that yes. are that are going on in the news. Uh, crazy story about a slingshot. This is interesting. A 17 year old suspect from Alpena has been charged in connection with the attempted kidnapping of an eight year old girl. 
Okay. Michigan State Police say the suspect was arrested Wednesday shortly after trying to abduct the victim from her backyard. According to the police, uh, the girl was hunting for mushrooms in her own backyard. Sure. When an unknown male appeared from the woods, grabbed her, covered her mouth, the victim broke away, and as the victim is breaking away, her 13-year-old brother whips out a slingshot and starts pelting the 17-year-old. Oh, wow. With, with whatever ammo he yeah. had until the suspect fled. Oh, my gosh. Police said the suspect was eventually found hiding at a nearby gas station. Um, he was taken into custody by police, uh, arrested, charged as an adult. His mm-hmm. uh, identity has not been released. But 13-year-old boy sees his sister's in trouble, whips out his slingshot, and starts hitting the guy. Wow. That's great. Yeah, you don't mess with siblings, man. No. No. Siblings, they step up for, for their siblings, so uh, that's yeah. that's a pretty awesome story. Slingshot. I'm just glad he had that on hand yeah. and ready to go because, yeah, <laughs> what else would he have been able to do? Because trying to fight a 17-year-old or a 13-year-old, that, that could be difficult. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, crazy story. I was watching a movie over uh, over the weekend. Uh, you you mentioned you watched a movie over the weekend as well. That was uh, oh, it was a 2013 uh, uh, Evil Dead. Yeah, another Bruce Campbell, Sam Raimi production. Nice, it was a lot of fun, a lot of gore. Uh, Sam Raimi did uh, one of the spider or did the, the yeah. Spider Man trilogy, oh. uh, which was really good. Yeah. Um, and then he just did. Didn't he do something with? Uh, one of the last Doctor Strange movies? He, I think he did one of the Doctor Strange movies. He's yeah. done Spider-Man. Yeah. He, he's in that universe. Oh, yeah. The the dollars and cents universe. <laughs> so they're making a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. the multi-hundreds of million dollar <laughs> box office. Yeah. Um, but I love the Evil Dead franchise. Yeah, solid. Uh, I watched uh, one of the first Spider-Man. The Spider-Man with Tom Holland. The Spider-Man oh. Homecoming. That's oh, yeah, where yeah, yeah. Uh, Michael Keaton's in that. Okay. And then you get a little bit of Iron Man in there. Oh. Um, so, yeah, solid. That was like 20... I'm 13 telling you, or something. Superhero movies. It, who knew? Who knew the comic books would... Who sh- knew all the ones that they didn't do? Because they did always <laughs> did Batman. They always did Spider-Man. Yeah. They just did that a couple different Superman. times. Superman. They yeah. just And then finally somebody said, hey, what about all those other guys that have had comic books for... Uh, comic book franchises for the last, I don't know, 50 years? There's a ton of really great stories there. Yeah. Let's all make this whole Marvel thing. Yeah, the plots themselves... Then you went into kind of the the origin stories. Oh, yeah. And then wait for the what-ifs. Oh, I mean, yeah. the what-ifs are just... Uh, it's been great. It's exhausting. Exhausting. Um, but speaking of Iron Man, um, there's an Iron Man challenge happening uh, oh. at the YMCA of Greater Michigan, and we're going to be talking with them uh, for Got Something to Say. Uh, and if you would like to be part of Got Something to Say, feel free to reach out. Uh, if you're part of a nonprofit, love to hear from you, 925-WSJM. You can email letstalk at wsjm.com to get on the schedule. Uh, I'd love to talk to you. Got Something to Say is brought to you by United Federal Credit Union. We get you. My guest today is Marissa Beckman. She is at the YMCA of Greater Michiana. Hey, Marissa, how are you? Hey, Johnny, I'm doing well. How are you? Doing fantastic. You guys are uh, always busy with a ton of great things happening at the YMCA. Uh, what we want to talk about today is uh, the YMCA Iron Man Challenge. Now, what is that? <laughs> so the YMCA Ironman Challenge is a month-long competition that challenges participants to complete an Ironman triathlon 
at their own pace. Um, and this is an opportunity for them to experience kind of an Ironman triathlon at um, kind of their own speed. And if you okay. haven't heard the Ironman before, it is 112 miles by bike, two and a half miles by swimming or 16,000 meters by rowing and 26.2 miles by running or walking. Now, what I love about this is that uh, this is something you can do in pieces, right? Because I know I know people that do Ironman challenges, and I, I do not know how they do all of those things all in one race. It is really, really crazy. So you said at your own pace, so you can kind of piece this together and try to do 112 miles during a certain amount of time. Right. So the um, competition will take place from June 5th until June 2nd. So you have that whole entire time to kind of complete the challenge. Um, registration will open on May 15th and go until um, June 6th or June 10th. So you have time. Okay. Um, yeah. So and if you want to practice, if you if you have a goal of completing an actual Ironman triathlon one day, just to kind of give you a little practice to see if you can do it in a month and then kind of work your way up to it. That's never been my dream, but I, I like the I, I like this a lot better than trying to do the whole entire thing because piecing this together, I think you know a lot of that can be manageable in in pieces right. now, and and being able to do that in about a, a month of time that that's pretty great. Um, now, what about uh, cost for this? You know, to be a part of this Ironman challenge, uh, do I have to do I have to register and and pay for it? Yeah, so we will have a pre registration. Um, if you are a member, registration will be $15. If you're in the community, it will be $20. That registered registra registration date will be from May 15th until June 4th. And okay. then again, the competition starts June 5th. So we will have late registration and it won't be too late. You can um, have late registration from June 5th until June 10th, but registration will increase. So members, it will be $20 and community, it will be $40. And just because you register late doesn't mean that the challenge is extended. So you still have to complete the challenge by July 2nd. Okay. Uh, now, what if uh, I have a physical limitation for maybe part of this competition? Yeah. If you aren't able to run, bike, or swim, there are modified exceptions um, that will count toward your completion goals. So participants can space out mileage as needed throughout the 30 days. Um, some examples for biking, any form of indoor bike is acceptable, including the ellipticals, okay. spinning and cycling classes as well, which I highly recommend at the Y. They are so much fun. Um, swimming, you can include a mix of lap swim, rowing machines, uh, water aerobics classes. Um, you can also walk half laps in the pool or use paddle boards. Um, and then running and walking. So you can use a treadmill or one of our indoor tracks. Um, a group exercise class also comes toward the running and walking goals oh. and outside as well. That's really cool. Uh, okay. Of course, uh, doing all these to help out and especially if I get some people involved doing some of these classes, that helps me, uh, you know, get towards that goal of completing this. But what about where do I track my progress for this? Yeah, so each participant will be given a tracking sheet to put their miles on, and sheets will be kept in a binder located at FitDesk, and miles will be tracked on the honor system. But okay. we'll have all of that information saved for you at the at the FitDesk, so if you're working out uh, the Y or even if it's outside, you can come back and track your miles with us. Do I get any extra credit if I'm like, I totally did like 200 miles today? <laughs> Unfortunately, no. You just got to give yourself a pat on the back for that one. <laughs> Now, what, what are some of the things that count towards that mileage? 
Yeah, so um, I kind of mentioned the running. You can take yeah. a, a group fitness class. So um, one mile of running, walking, or elliptical, obviously that's one mile. And then 30 minutes of a group fitness class will give you one mile. And then 60 minutes of a group fitness class will take will give you two miles. So um, we have all of our schedules listed on our website. You can go ahead and see what kind of group fitness classes take interest of you um, and get your miles in. Now, as you mentioned, a lot of this will be based off of the tracking system and stuff that you have and the honor system. Now, do I have to complete some of this or, or all of this inside the YMCA? Nope. Um, while we prefer you to visit us or at any YMCA Greater Michigan location, we do understand if you want to run, bike, or swim in the outdoors now that the mm -hmm. summer season is upon us and in the sun. So um, if you are outside trekking your own, you can come in here and make sure that you just put your time back on your, on your tracking sheet. Now, I know you also, uh, you have multiple locations between the St. Joe Benton Harbor as well as Niles Buchanan and the O'Brien Center in South Bend. Uh, there's no pool there, right? So what do, what, or, uh, what do we do about that if we want to do the swimming portion and we usually yeah. go to the O'Brien Center? Yeah, so our YMCA O'Brien Center members have access to the Niles Buchanan YMCA and the Benton Harbor St. Joe YMCA pools at all times. Um, so they're able to come and take part and uh, any of the swimming there, or like I said before, you, know, you can do anything outside. So any body, body of water outside, a lake, pool, um, you're able to use that as well. That's really awesome. Uh, and what about age requirements for this? Because, you know, there may be, uh, you know, we have father, son, mother, daughter, any family that wants to do that, or, uh, you know, maybe somebody that's in their 70s that can still handle all this stuff. Uh, what are the age requirements for this? Yeah, so you must be at least 12 years old to participate. Other than that, 12 and up, we're ready for you uh, to come. And you can partner up, you know, mother, son, or mother, daughter, father, son, right. friends. You know, we, we encourage you to partner up and, um, you know, challenge each other, push each other. But all tracking sheets are individual. So you won't be able to uh, split miles with each other. But you can push each other to get as far as you want. That's awesome. Uh, what about uh, other things we get for signing up? Uh, do we get a t-shirt? Because I feel like anything, whether it's a 5K, an Ironman, or even just being a part of a soccer team or something like that, if you don't have a t-shirt, no one knows that you actually did it. So do you, do <laughs> right? you get a t-shirt? Yes, of course. We'll never leave, uh, let you leave without any wise swag at an event over here. So, yes, you'll definitely get a T-shirt. You can brag to everyone that you completed the Ironman Challenge. Even if you didn't quite get there, you can still tell everybody it's okay. You have a T-shirt, so that proves it. <laughs> and, again, uh, best place for us to register. And then when we complete this whole thing, uh, where where's the best place to go? Is it the same place? Yeah, you can uh, register at any YMCA location or you can visit ymcagm.org slash Ironman Challenge. Awesome. So if you want to enjoy the uh, Ironman Challenge, uh, do something really great uh, and stay fit while you're at it and experience some new things. Uh, maybe do, all, you know, experience all kinds of indoor and outdoor and a little bit of everything with the YMCA of Greater Michiana. This is a great way to do that. But thank you so much, Marissa, for telling me the Ironman about the Ironman Challenge. Now, that's my last question is, are you going to do it? You know, I think I'm going to try my best. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, that's I, always I good. I encourage everyone else to do it if I'm not going to do it. So, yes, I am going to sign up. And um, if I can do it, anybody can do it. So, I'll, I'll leave you with that. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll do like two miles of the 112. I'll, I'll handle yeah, that. Yeah, there you go. Counts for can you, something. 
Yeah, is that one thing you can do? Can you tap out and get a get a fill in for for some ah, of these other portions? No, that might be a good uh, portion for next year. We'll have to look into that. <laughs> all right, well, check out ymcagm.org for more info on Ironman Challenge and all the other great things you guys have going on at the YMCA. But Marissa, thank you so much for spending some time with me. Yeah, thank you. We appreciate it. And if you'd like to spend some time with me and be part of Got Something to Say, feel free to email Let's Talk WSJM.com or call 925-WSJM. Got Something to Say brought to you by United Federal Credit Union. We get you and we've got Zach in here. Hi, Johnny. Hey, Zach. How you doing, buddy? I know, uh, we haven't uh, gotten had the chance to do radio together here on... Uh WSJM. This That's is true. First. Years and years on the coast, but we've done it on ever, almost every almost other every station. station. You're yeah, right. Yeah, we we just... started at WIRX. We we moseyed down the hallway to the coast, and now we've moseyed to the other corner of the building. Here. We both seem to just walk into rooms and say, "Yep, yep. we're going to do this now." This is my station. This I'm is doing this yeah. now. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, so you got the floor here for us because uh, you've got uh, the best places to work 2023. Moody on the People have submitted great businesses. You've had a team of people that have combed through every single submission and come up with 20 businesses as the best places to work. What is the uh, what, what does it take to be a best place to work? What is What are you guys looking for? Well, uh, first and foremost, I don't have any ability to decide this because I am the awards director. Pat retired from doing yeah. this work as of this year, and especially since he's, he's recently had you know, some of his uh, medical sure. stuff that he's thankfully recovering from incredibly well. Um, but this has set me in a chair where I don't get to vote on anything. And we actually have an independent committee of people made up of past best places mm -hmm. to work winners who make these decisions. And Pat has a vote as well. So he's he still didn't involved. even give you a vote. <laughs> well, I, I don't think I should based right, on administering right, it. Right. It seems a little... You know, I don't want to be sketch. Or sure, anything. sure, sure, sure. Well, that's understandable. <laughs> As that's the kids say, do the kids say things like that? I don't know. They used to at Whatever. one point. That's one point. So they come through all it. this. What? What yeah. is it? So what? What are they? What? What are all of these people looking for? They're looking for uh, the first of all. If you haven't won best places to work sure. in the past. That is a part of the requirement. If you have, as a local business or nonprofit, you're disqualified from winning again. Mm -hmm. There's plenty of businesses throughout the area and organizations that deserve that that you know honor, and so mm -hmm. we we reserve that for just one winning in the past. And we've had, I think, nearly five years or so of of winners to comb through on the yeah. best places to work page at MoodyOnTheMarket.com. But Barry and Cass and Van Buren County are the three counties that we look for the most. Uh, and those are the uh, kind of the service area of what we do for the awards. And we look for uh, businesses that uh, are in their nomination forms, truly aspiring to do things for more than just whatever it is they've set out to do, whether mm -hmm. that's make a widget or to serve, you know, the community as a nonprofit, right. but that they're truly doing something to give back to their community, to certainly give back to their employees and to, to have a great working environment for them, their employees. That's really the, the biggest part of this, this whole thing. And if that comes out in the nominations, that's what the awards uh, committee is looking for. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's more than just, you know, good pay or uh, some vacation time. It's that right. it's things of you know, getting out in the community and doing stuff is, yeah. is really important. So that's awesome. So you've had many years of this. Uh, now we have 20 
that have now been combed down and, and decided on, on all of them. You can find them at MoodyOnTheMarket.com. You've got them fresh right in front of you. Would you like to go down the list? Yeah, and I want to say a big thank you, by the way, to our presenting sponsors that help make the award series possible. That's the Southwest Michigan Regional Chamber, Silver Beach Pizza, Life Vision Eye Care in the Inn at Harbor Shores, and we have support from United Way of Southwest Michigan, Parrot Company, and Conserva Irrigation this year. Uh, fantastic list that the uh, nominating committee has put together. And I want to uh, recognize as well those who are part of the nominating committee. Again, it's an independent committee. I don't drive what they do. Pat doesn't either. Uh, we very simply take in the nominations. We give them all of the nomination information. They fill out a scoring sheet. And okay. uh, when the high scores come together, that's how the 20 is put together. I don't do anything to sway <laughs> their uh, decisions, nor do the sponsors. And sometimes we have to make that, you know, in a world of of things sure. that people question, I want to make sure that we always uh, are pointing out that local businesses and other winners from the past get to make these decisions. So I got to uh, just quote Office Space here. What is it that you do here? <laughs> yeah. I'm I just, have people skills. That's right. I'm just here to, to put together what they've uh, made yeah. for the decisions Wonderful. and notify all these folks. So the committee members uh, this year include our chair, Renee Bora of Affinity Salon and Spa, who won back in 2020. Uh, Jackie Huey of Johnson Rohoff, who uh, won in 2021. Megan Veldman of Morse Hospitality, the Round Barn and Tabor Hill family. That's a, a 2020 winner of Best Places to Work. And Susan Matheny, whom we all know from Bering Community mm -hmm. Foundation, uh, they won back in 2022, just last year. And Pat Moody, as I said, also has a vote. So without further ado, let's talk about some of these folks. Uh, the 20 best places to work for 2023, they include Custom Computer Company down in Niles. We have a nice South County representation there. Freedom Boat Club here in St. Joseph, uh, which is uh, docked, if you will, over by the Inn at Harbor Shores. <laughs> it looks like everybody who comes through there is always having a lot of fun. And as I'm sitting there eating a meal at Planks or something, I'm like... Mm, I'm going to do that one of these days. So I'd rather be a passenger. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know that I could drive a boat either. No. I'm always afraid I'm going to crash into something in the, in the channel going out. Cause it's yeah, just, it seems like that. it's, it's narrow, but again, I, I have trouble driving my car sometimes. Mm -hmm. Nardo's pizza in St. Joseph, uh, a very big favorite of uh, folks lately since they've opened uh, between Jim Crater, Jim Kramer and Nardo, who was, who have put this great little pizza institution in the former, uh, Czar's space downstairs mm -hmm. there below shoes. Redimax in New Buffalo, uh, which is a huge institution for those of us in South County. I'm from that area, and uh, it, they've. I was always curious why they were never on the list, sure. never been nominated. This is the first year that they got a nod, so nice. the nominating committee uh, thought they should be on the list. Golden Eagle, Tat uh, Golden Eagle Tattoos in Coloma uh, also won as well as Base Bowls and Company here in St. Joseph, and uh, they have. Uh, they actually had many nominations come in, nice. so they must have had a little army of folks uh, <laughs> go to the nominating form and fill some stuff out, and that does help, by That's the way. awesome. Yeah. Power in Motion Gymnastics Dance and Cheer in St. Joe uh, also received a Best Places to Work uh, nomination and are on our winners list this year. Up in South Haven and Van Buren County, The Lodge, which is a really nice place to be able to go have a meal and enjoy some uh, time to yourself, 
Uh, check that out. Great, nice. uh, great institution there. Uh, speaking of institutions, Lake Michigan College is on the list of best places to work for 2023 uh, with their campuses in Benton Harbor, South Haven, and Bertrand Township. Yeah. Lad Incorporated over in Cass County and Dwajak is on our list this year, as well as a great nonprofit that I just had the honor of touring, Logan Autism Center uh, in Benton Harbor. Uh, Dig It Excavating over in Cassopolis, Durvin and his crew yeah. now getting recognized as well for best places to work. If you love you some frozen yogurt, who Hoopla Frozen Yogurt in St. Joe has been nominated and wins Best Places to Work for 2023 at MoodyOnTheMarket.com. In addition to that, Getman Corporation over in Bangor in Van Buren County uh, receiving some nods from their employees. So congratulations to them. Family Chimney Sweeps in St. Joseph also on the list for this year. And uh, in addition to that, Professional Hearing Services. Uh, Julie Dunsing is uh, taking uh, over the reins of uh, ownership there at uh, Pro Hearing and uh, still is uh, with uh, Dr. Caseworm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. is now uh, Julie, who's been part of the business for many years, is now taking the reins and uh, her employees uh, decided to nominate her awesome. and the business. Sundance in the Secret Garden, which is a great wedding venue over in Milburg. Um, I, I've done weddings there in my, my past life as a mm-hmm. DJ, uh, as a wedding DJ, and it's just so, so beautiful. I had no doubt that uh, this was probably going to get the attention of the nominating committee, and yeah. it did. Uh, we have a realtor on here, Cressy and Everett of Dwajak and Sister Lakes, and congratulations to them. That's pretty awesome. And the last two on the list, Feeding America West Michigan has a location here in Benton Harbor. Uh, of course, uh, Feeding America, pretty important part of the country here yeah. when it comes to making sure that uh, those who are food insecure are getting what they mm-hmm. need. Uh, and uh, this particular office here in Benton Harbor receives a nod. And our last entry for best places to work 2023 that happens to have won is Van Buren County Road Commission, just recently taken over by, uh, or I should say, under the commissionership, if you will, of Brett Witkowski. So congratulations there nice. to our 20 best places to work at moodyonthemarket.com. And you can see the full profiles of all of these businesses that I've been talking about yeah. as well. So you can read about each of them. You Basically, you're reading the nomination form that somebody's filled out. That's awesome. Yeah. Some really good stuff and some really great uh, organizations uh, that are in the community uh, doing some really awesome stuff uh, for best places to work. Uh, Yeah, there's a a great amount of eligibility requirements that are also on the page if you want to see information there as well. And um, there's a whole list of other folks. um, Oh, and I think... Did I say professional hearing services? I don't think so. You did. Okay. Oh, did he? He jumped over. Oh, he jumped over that and we came back. Zach, obviously you've been involved in this program for a long time. A lot of great companies on the list. Mm -hmm. Uh, You didn't have a vote, but maybe you could give advice to future those who want this award in in the coming time. What what is it that you see common across these businesses that won Best Place to Work? Um, I would say, and again, you'll have to wait another year in order to do nominations <laughs> again uh, next April of sorts. But uh, what's common among all of these businesses and that came through a lot in the nomination forms, again, that you'll be able to read in their profiles sure. at yeah. moodyonthemarket.com is very simply that uh, the, in most cases, the employees were the ones to fill them out. Nice. They can do self-nominations, yeah. you know, the, the owner or the managers or something. They could do that themselves, 
But a lot of what I read after the uh, independent committee made their selections was actual employees who took the time to fill out what is, in essence, almost a 20- or 30-minute nomination form mm-hmm. wow. that really asked some some critical questions Um why this is such a best place to work. And I think that's what really shines through, at least for me. Yeah, I can't ask the nominating committee since they're not here, but I would assume that that's the case since that's really what they, they gave back to us. Uh, so make these. it a great place to work and yeah. you will be nominated. Yeah. yeah, and that your employees are so excited to talk about it that they would take the time to put this together. That's Absolutely. great. That really yeah. shows something. That does, so. for yeah. sure. Yeah, go check out that full list, moodyonthemarket.com. And then uh, you're going to give out major awards. Uh, when are you guys doing that? Uh, that's going to happen next week, actually, Wednesday, uh, May 24th. I would love to invite the public, but I can't, unfortunately, <laughs> because we got a room that we got to yeah, fill. fill all the other people. Yeah, all there. the other folks who are, you know, deserving and uh, need to be there to fill in the space uh, will do so, but we'll be awarding them. Uh, and if you feel like you're being left out, you're not, because we'll actually live stream that event on our moodyandthemarket.com and WSJM Facebook and uh, also YouTube. So oh, nice. you'll be able to see it. And even if you miss it, there will be a recording of it afterward to show you um, all the, the things that happen at that event. But in, in most cases, it's just uh, allowing a little bit of time to talk briefly about mm-hmm. each of these businesses, get them a chance to network with other businesses, our sponsors and other folks within the area, and then just uh, make sure that they get a great picture taken as well. Um, by RC Photography, who's going to uh, make sure that uh, they've got kind of more than a keepsake of just sure. the trophy that they're going to get, uh, that they'll be able to take back to their businesses and organizations. That's awesome. You want to rattle off the uh, sponsors one more time? Absolutely. Uh, and uh, those folks uh, really help uh, make sure that the costs for this are offset because it is a lot of cost to put sure. these together, the events, the trophies, all the things that go into it. And we want to make sure that these awards look fantastic. So we employed our friends at Laser Graphics to take care of the and uh, the award series is presented by the Southwest Michigan Regional Chamber, Silver Beach Pizza, Life Vision Eye Care in the Inn at Harbor Shores with support from United Way of Southwest Michigan, Parrot Company, and Conserva Irrigation. So thanks to them. Well, thank you to Zach. Thank you, guys. the entire judging panel, Pat Moody as well. And uh, check that all out in the awards program right there at moodyonthemarket.com. Here in just a little while, we'll have uh, Under Sheriff Chuck Height stopping by uh, as we kick off uh, National Police Week and uh, get to know him a little bit more. Haven't had a chance to talk to him in a little while. That's so right. It'll be nice. Looking forward to that. It is uh, National Police Week. Yes. Um, and we actually have a special guest in here, Ken. We do. Today is Peace Officers Memorial Day. It is National Police Week. Back in 1962, President John F. Kennedy signed a proclamation which designated May 15 as Peace Officers Memorial Day the whole week. Uh, that that date falls on is Police Week. And we have in studio right now Berrien County Under Sheriff Chuck Height in studio. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. We appreciate you you being here. We appreciate your service and all of those who wear the uniform. Uh, maybe just tell us a little bit about Peace Officers Memorial Day and National Police Week and, and what it means to you. Yeah, so as you mentioned, 1962, President Kenny uh, did a proclamation. Uh, so, you know, since then, May 15th is Peace Officer Memorial Week. The calendar week that that falls in is the National uh, Police Week. Uh, throughout that time, um, there's things that, that go on to, to basically support the surviving families mm-hmm. of those that have paid the ultimate sacrifice. So, um, obviously, the memorial itself will happen at noon um, in Washington, D.C., and then that happens across the country as well. Just like today, we'll have one in St. Joe. At noon today, there will be a memorial service um, for the police week. 
there, it's there's a candlelight vigil. There's other things goes on, but the main thing is also just supporting the families of those fallen officers. Yeah. So um, the concerns of police survivors puts on different seminars and helping with grief counseling. Um, and it's just a, a very important time to remember the officers have paid that ultimate sacrifice. Now, you have traveled to, to they have a huge gathering in Washington, D.C. You've been part of that in the past. What is that, what is that like? What does that mean? I did. Uh, we went out the year uh, after uh, Ron Kenzel and Joe Zingaro when they were, were honored. Uh, names were being placed on the wall. Um, so, you know, to pay honor for their sacrifice. Um, and those, you know, throughout that time, uh, the new names will be added to uh, the wall, but it was just an amazing uh, show of support for the families uh, that are involved. And like I said, the concerns of police survivors uh, helped put on that part of it. Um, the uh, memorial itself is done by the National uh, Fraternal Order of Police, but it's just a week to honor the fallen, but mainly uh, make sure that the families know they're not forgotten and to support the families through that. Now, there are, according to the statistics that we gathered, over 800,000 sworn law enforcement officers serving right now in the United States. Uh, National Police Week itself brings about 40,000 officers, additional officers, into an already crowded law enforcement area uh, for Police Week. And But so far this year, tragically, 41 line-of-duty deaths um, have had have happened this yes. year. Yes, and unfortunately, the average is around 163 a year across the country. Um, so you'll see officers uh, from across the country and across the world that will come to uh, the police memorial during police week. Um, a lot of time, honor guards are there. They they st- stand guard throughout uh, the week. Uh, mortar officers, which I was able to take part in, uh, do a lot of the escorts uh, for the families to and from the airport, to and from the different events uh, that take place throughout that week. Okay. And, you know, it's it's one of those things that for these officers that, like you mentioned about, you know, their memory and, and just going in the line of duty, taking a risk every single day. I know when you put the uniform on, I'm sure your wife and your daughters are just, you know, as maybe scared to, that, that maybe you don't come home that next day. It's it's a, it's a risk you take, um, but I'm sure they're all, you know, they're, they're there to support you as well. And I, I love that you uh, are supporting the families that may have lost an officer. It's, it's important to remember that sacrifice for the officers uh, that do that. So we're you know, obviously grateful that this day uh, is exists. Just like today, we'll have it here in St. Joe. Many people come out to, to pay their respects um, for that. Uh, but yeah, officers, uh, you, you don't know. And you know, they talk about um, the greatest love is, is uh, you know, put yourself in line for a friend. Yeah. Police officers do it every day for people they don't know. Mm-hmm. So, um, But it's just to, to honor um, you know, the officers, but mainly the families and let them know that their sacrifice will never be forgotten. Can we talk about those who will be honored today? Sure. Yes. Who will be honored? Um, so I've, I've got a list. If you want me to yes, go sure. through. Absolutely. So, um, starting in 1907, Patrolman Clarence Shockley from Nile City Police Department. That was August 15th, 1907. Trooper William Martz, Michigan State Police Post Pawpaw, March 12th, 1925. Patrolman Francis Lemunyan, St. Joe City Police Department, June 23, 1927. Patrolman Charles Skelly, St. Joe City Police Department, December 14, 1929. Patrolman Vance Cooper, now City Police Department, March 4, 1937. Deputy Elton Stover, Bering County Sheriff's Office, December 10, 1965. Sergeant Robert Stevens, Benton Township Police Department, April 29, 1970. 
Trooper Charles Stark, Michigan State Police Post, New Buffalo, December 31st, 1971. Trooper Gary Rampey, Michigan State Police Post, New Buffalo, December 31st, 1971. Trooper Stephen DeVries, Michigan State Police, Niles Post, October 12th, 1972. Detective Captain Paul Winquist, Niles City Police Department, November 11th, 1980. Trooper Alan Peterson, Michigan State Police Post, St. Joseph, August 29th, 1981. Trooper Robert Mahalik, Michigan State Police, St. Joe Post, September 9th, 1984. Patrolman Donald DeFord, Lincoln Township Police Department, March 14th, 1988. Chief Keith Mills, St. Joe Township Police Department, October 18th, 1988. Security Supervisor Joseph Zangaro, Berrien County Trial Court, July 11th, 2016. Court Officer Ronald Kenzel, Berrien County Trial Court, July 11th, 2016. Those 17 names are on the wall here in St. Joe. We do today will honor three others that have a, a tie to the area. Um, those, you know, former residents that mm-hmm. served in, in uh, outside our area. And that's Officer Robert Palmentier from Phoenix Police Department, May 4th, 1984. Sergeant James Ferroni, Salt Lake City Police Department, September 18th, 2001. And Special Agent uh, Paul Source, the Federal, uh, FBI Detroit office, nine, uh, March 9th, 2009. So... You know, the wall, the Fraternal Police Lodge 100 uh, is kind of the caretaker of that. And we thank St. Joe City uh, for their the, you know, parks department that helps uh, maintain it as well. Um, but it just, you know, again, another tribute. And those 17 names are, are on the wall in St. Joe. You know, you, you, you hear about, uh, you hear those names. You know that they're, they're being honored. But, you know, it, it slips our minds from time to time during the busy uh, day-to-day activities that when, when, when trouble's happening, most people run away. Officers are running toward it, and you never know what's going to happen next. Yes, and, that, and that's true, and that's why it's important to honor that sacrifice, the ultimate sacrifice that has been been paid, and like I said, and, and making sure the families know that they'll never their sacrifice will never be forgotten. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's outstanding. We're talking with Berrien County uh, Under Sheriff uh, Chuck Height. Uh, you want to stick around for a couple more minutes? Sure. All right, we'll, we'll come right back, and we'll talk more with you about a few other things uh, that are going on as it is uh, National Police Week, 94.9 WSJM. He's still here, Ken. <laughs> He's still here. Uh, Berrien County Under Sheriff Chuck Height uh, joining us in studio today to talk about both Peace Officers Memorial Day and it is National Police Week. One of the things we were talking about just a moment ago is it's, it's an honorable profession, and you need more people to be in, in law enforcement. Can, let's talk about that for just a moment. What, what are you doing to get more people involved? So first, as you mentioned, I, I consider it a calling uh, for public service to, to do this job. It is uh, still a great career, even though some of the things you hear in the, yep. from the national stage, we're very fortunate in Berrien County to have a great deal of support. Um, but it is, it is a challenge. So you're seeing, you know, not only the sheriff's office, but other local agencies, uh, we're hiring people and sending them to the academy mm-hmm. because the old way of people putting themselves through um, and then looking for a job and getting hired somewhere like myself and several others that are that are still doing it. Um, but we're looking to, to send people to academy. That just makes that process a little longer because uh, yeah. they've got to go through the academy and then a field training officer program. Um, but it is you know, still a great career. And, you know, now is a time for someone that's looking to get into it, a great opportunity because of the number of agencies that are sponsoring people, you know, through the academies. Nice. 
nice. When, and we know you guys uh, do a lot of work uh, in the community, uh, being a part of many different things. And you, do you do the shop with a cop? That's a no, that's that's something that I know a lot of law enforcement will do during the holidays. Uh, you do a lot of different uh, community outreach events throughout the year because you're serving the community, you're keeping them safe, but you also want to get to know the people in the community as well. That's correct. So we do you know, shop with a cop and other, other things to yeah. just build that community relationship. Um, obviously, you know, part of our job we, we have to do, but also making sure uh, they understand we're part of the community. We're there, you know, obviously, you know, to help and, and be a part of it. Absolutely. And uh, one thing we've been noticing uh, in the news, and this is something I know you, uh, you guys have to make sure everybody's following the rules of the yeah. road and all the laws in, in the community. And another uh, thing that may soon become a law is uh, another thing that we're That's noticing right. a lot of people that are distracted while they're driving. Yeah, distracted while they're driving. They're holding their cell phone while they're driving. And Michigan legislature is sending a bill to the desk of the governor to sign saying distracted driving. It's got to be hands free or nothing. So, I mean, I, I can't count the number of times I've seen people driving with their heads down in their phones. I mean, is this frustrating to you to see people doing this as they're operating a motor vehicle? Yes, we've seen, obviously, distracted driving is, mm -hmm. is a big issue. Um, you know, there's lots of statistics that back that up, that, that it's a problem. You know, other states have what they call hands-free. Michigan was, you can't text while driving. Right. But yeah. It wasn't as far as, it looks like it may. Yeah, but what if I want to make a TikTok video while I'm driving? Is yes. that okay? No, that's not okay. <laughs> that's not okay. All right. <laughs> you know, just like, you know, putting makeup on different things, but any, yeah. anything that distracts you. And obviously, with a phone, you may think just, just for a short time, I can mm -hmm. just check this quick. Um, you know, but that, that time is, is, uh, you know, very important, especially with the speeds, maybe traveling on the highway. Oh yeah. Um, so distracting driving, you know, is a, is a big issue that we continue to see. Um, so uh, if it goes, you know, hands-free like other states, uh, hopefully that will make it safer. Yeah. yeah. You know, and the other thing is as these electric cars become more prevalent throughout, I mean, they're, they're a lot quieter. And, and I think typically motorists have, have relied on the fact that, oh, I've got a noisy vehicle. Uh, you know, I, pedestrians are going to see me before I see mm -hmm. them. Uh, with electric cars, you, you add another factor of danger in there, and sitting on your t cell phone is not, not a good thing. That's, that's correct. Like I said, anything, you know, and it's not just, but any distracted driving yes. takes you away from, you know, the important part of, of operating the vehicle safely. Um, so, you know, going to a hands-free would just help that as well. Okay. And that's coming up by July 4th here in Michigan. So, uh, talk one more, one more thing. Mm -hmm. Is that all right? We mm -hmm. have time. Uh, the sheriff, the current sheriff in Berrien County has announced he's going to retire soon. Uh, yes. Paul Bailey has, has served uh, the county for a very long time and you've served with him. What's going to happen when the sheriff formally turns in his retirement papers? So the sheriff has announced he's going to retire at the end of this year, yep. December 31st. Um, and then the process, and some people don't understand, is actually each elected official is different. The process for filling um, a, a term. Mm -hmm. So for the office of sheriff, it is the uh, county prosecutor, county clerk, and the chief probate judge. Those three people will determine um, who fills the remaining year of the term. So uh, there will be a one-year uh, remaining you know, in his four-year term with him retiring at the end of this year. And you're in the, are you putting your name in there? Are you going to be the? I am. I have made that, you know, clear that I will. But like I said, there's a process to it. It's not, you know, just a, an automatic. So there will be a process and that'll be outlined once the sheriff, you know, officially uh, turns that in. Can Johnny and I be on the panel as well? The nope, interview no, panel? No, yeah, we yeah. can't do that? It's up to the three. There's, <laughs> I don't think I statute, want that. three people get to make that determination. <laughs> okay. So. All right. <laughs> well, we wish you well in that. 
Anything else? And real quick, uh, for a couple minutes, uh, talk a little bit about, because you said you've worked with Paul Bailey for oh, yeah. many, many years. What's what's that been like, that relationship that you guys have been able to, you know, establish and, and grow over the time? What's what's What have you learned from Sheriff? So I've been fortunate uh, to serve as the undersheriff under Sheriff Bailey for 21 years. Um, you know, the sheriff is, is uh, very widely known, mm -hmm. uh, very involved in the community, uh, just is, is done an excellent job uh, with the sheriff's office. So um, it's been, you know, an honor to serve with him. Um, and, uh, you know, like I said, I, we wish you know, him well. He's, he's ready. He's made that, that decision that it's time for him to move on. Um, but again, you know, we're just, you know, thankful for his many years of service. Um, you'll over 40, 40 years in law enforcement in general. Um, and it served would be 23 years uh, at the end of this year. So that's great. Awesome. Well, we thank you so much for uh, for everything that you do for our community. And we thank you so much for uh, taking a little bit of time and uh, spending spending a little time with us. Yeah. Well, thank you for taking the time, like I said, on Peace Memorial Day to, to do this. So we thank you for that as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. And thank all those who wear the uniform. Thank you. Uh, and if you want to stay in the know with a lot of things that are going on in Southwest Michigan's business, go to MoodyOnTheMarket.com. We'll give you more of an update uh, next hour. But uh, you can also check out the Moody on the Market Best Places to Work that we just talked with uh, Zach East earlier. Uh, your Moody on the Market update brought to you by our friends at Insurance Management Service. Call IMS today, your local auto owner's agency with locations in St. Joseph and in Niles. Your Moody on the Market update brought to you by our friends at Insurance Management Service. Call IMS today, your local auto owner's agency with locations in St. Joseph and in Niles. And we've been talking about uh, agriculture yes. in the community and, of course, being in the fruit belt. Uh, that is a huge part of our economy. And Izinga uh, doing something about blueberries. Do you like blueberries? I love blueberries. I, I love grow them. blueberries. Do you really? I have a small blueberry bush in my backyard. When do you harvest? Uh, usually when I used to harvest, uh, when I was a kid, uh, we'd go to the blueberry patch and usually it was around, uh, around my birthday, which okay. is July 10th. Okay. So, so early July. Somewhere yeah. around there. I love getting the big boxes and you mm -hmm. eat some of them fresh and then you freeze a bunch for the rest of the year. It's a delicious time I still have some frozen blueberries <laughs> from like two or three years ago because <laughs> they're great. They're frozen. And uh, that's one thing we want to talk about is uh, Congressman Bill Heisinga doing something uh, to help out farmers in our community. That's right. Uh, Congressman Heisinga has signed on to a letter calling on the federal government, our government, to negotiate a better deal for blueberry growers who are seeking to export their products. He has hmm. signed on to a letter representing blueberry growers in uh, blueberry growing states. Yeah. He's asking the United States Trade Representative to work with Japan to eliminate frozen blueberry Tariffs now, uh, European and Canadian growers mm -hmm. have tariff-free trade with Japan for all forms of blueberries. Apparently, not the same treatment for us. Oh man, I know that's not good. American blueberry exports in 2021 were worth more than 245 million dollars. That's overall, but here in Michigan, more than half a billion-dollar impact overall for blueberry farming. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah. And he supported his effort by uh, True Blue Farms in Grand Junction. Uh, the farms, uh, Shelly Hartman says it's important to have a strong domestic market and access to export markets for the overall health and competitiveness of the American blueberry industry. Uh, Michigan produced 72 million pounds. 72 million pounds of blueberry. 
That's across uh, 16,000 acres of farmland. Blueberry farming has an estimated $530 million economic impact here in Michigan. How much How much detergent would it take to get 72 million pounds of blueberry staying out? I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> a lot? A lot. For sure. I love blueberries. Uh, yeah, we so used good. To, I'll be honest with you. We yeah. used to throw blueberries oh. at each other. My brothers and I, we would, we, you know, we'd pay for them. Yeah. But we would- sure uh, We'd say, yeah. So we got uh, we got twenty pounds of blueberries, uh, and we probably wasted probably a good five. But you know, <laughs> every once in a while, my mom would say, "Hey, you guys, you get a moment, five minutes of blueberry fighting. Ah, oh. you get a handful of blueberries, you can throw them at each we other." We used to do that with apricots. Ooh, yeah, those hurt. The stone fruits. The stone you don't want to mess with the stone fruits. <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah, not a great idea, ones especially. Wow, I'm just thinking about that hurts. <laughs> Check out these stories and more at MoodyOnTheMarket.com and your Moody on the Market update brought to you by Insurance Management Service. Call IMS today, your local auto owner's agency with locations in St. Joseph and in Niles.